Thank you. Welcome to our first football show for the fall. So looking forward to this season getting cranked up in just about nine days. Huskers will be up in Minneapolis to take on the Gophers. And tonight, the head coach with us for the entire hour. If you want to fire off a text to us, you can certainly do that at 402-413-2400. Hey, holding up. It's been a long month, hasn't it? It's been a great month, though. It's been, um, it's been a lot of fun. The guys worked really hard, and I'm glad to get them finally to game week. How was the dorm thing? Did that work out the way you kind of hoped it would? I think uh, absolutely. And are you out of there? Oh yeah, I'm out of there. <laughs> yeah, I stayed two extra nights, so I'm, I, I, I've earned like my Selic badge, you know. But yeah. uh, really, really appreciative to University Housing. Um, you know, I think the guys had a really good time. They won't admit it, but I think they had a good time. I think they enjoyed being around each other. I think, you know, even like uh, the walk over at night, the walk back here in the morning. A lot of the coaches drove, but I walked every day. I'm just, you know, a little different, Greg. You know, but uh, it was fun. It was fun just to kind of be with the guys and. I thought Gus Felder does such an amazing job for us. You know, um, it was really cool. You've your comments and a lot of your post-practice press conferences have been fairly upbeat. It seems like you're fairly pleased with the effort that the guys are putting in for you. Oh yeah, the, the, this is a tremendous group of guys. I mean, they they want to they want to win. Um, they want to be successful. You know, um, we had a speaker come in yesterday. Uh, we read, we read a book together as a team, uh, Twin Thieves, which is a, I've read, had read before. Uh, Donovan Riola kind of led this book um, group, and we had the, the author come in yesterday, and he was talking about in the book they talk about you know the bamboo farmer plants a seed and waters it for three years, never seeing, really ever seeing anything come to fruition. All of a sudden it grows you know 90 feet in 30 days, or you know, and and um, I said to the guys, you know, if you look at my history, it's always taken me three years to build a championship caliber team, much like the bamboo farmer. Um, which doesn't bode well for the guys on the team that have been here for a while. But yeah. it's not about me. It's Luke Reimer. It's Ty Robinson. It's Jeff Sims. It's, it's the guys who have been here. They've been here for three, four, five years. So while it's year one for me, what, what I've appreciated about these guys is it's year four. It's year five for them. They've, they've been watering <laughs> that seed. They, they're ready for this plant to grow. And so they've really taken the lead. Jessica and I mentioned it on Sports Highly that you're going to have attrition when you go through a coaching change. But there's been, for the lack of a better word, a lack of that that's happened. That speaks highly of you and your staff that you guys have wrapped your arms around these young guys. And I guess to them that they've accepted what you're teaching them. Yeah, you know, we, we lost some guys before, you know, we were kind of firmly entrenched here, you know, in that interim before when I was gonna, got announced till school started. Some, some guys moved on, and, and I get that, right? Yeah. They didn't know who, us from Adam. Uh, we had some guys leave at the end of the year, and that was, most of those were football-related. Like, hey, you know, I want to get on the field or be in this system. But I think, by and large, most guys have been um, been really happy to be here. I think uh, I think because of the, the the great athletic department that we have, we've been able to provide for all their needs. We take care of them. Um, I think they feel like they're coached, they're pushed, they're prodded, but they're cared about. And um, they've done a great job. You know, they they they've not pushed back. They've They've seek to understand, hey, what you know, why are we doing this? And I think we're at a point now where we have a bunch of guys that I consider peers. You know, I, I look at Isaac Gifford, I look at Luke Reimer, Nick Henrich, Ty Robinson. You know, I look at uh, Quentin Newsom. I, I look at all those guys as if you know um, they're assistant coaches, and uh, I trust them. Speaking of taking care of the guys, you had a fun day yesterday unveiling the locker room for them. That was a pretty cool moment. What's it like? I haven't been in there yet. What's it like? Oh, it's it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, you know, the coaching staff we're not there yet. We're still we're still here. 
And and the, and the building we're in, the Osborne Center, that, that it's the nicest building I've ever worked in. So I'm, I got here and I was kind of like, this isn't good enough. We need to move over here. Um, but what I love about it, you know, you saw the cool lockers and you yeah. saw all that stuff, and that's great. You know, everyone has those. But if you go into our recovery area, if you go into our training room, the regeneration area, from our, you know, a lot of people have infrared, infrared therapy. We have the best in the world, you know, um, saunas, cold tubs, hot tubs, sleep pods, uh, sensory deprivation, dry floats, wet floats. We have everything here for the guys to take care of themselves. And I think that's our job, right? Our job is to help them, again, be the best they can be. And, and a lot of that is giving them these tools. So I'm really fired up. Were you able to tweak a few things for over there when you got hired? Yeah, the, the basic structure was all put together. Um, during my time at the Panthers, I worked a lot on a building that we were building, and then eventually it was canceled. So it was the same company. So when I got here and Populous was doing the work, it, a lot, it saw a lot of the same things. So it was kind of like I picked up where I left off. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Coach Frost, his staff, they did a great job of, of putting the layout together from their perspective. You know, the university did. So it's first class. I changed maybe like, hey, I'd like to put this here. Hey, I'd like to put this graphic there. And then really the focus on recovery, you know, really coming in and saying, hey, I'd like, I'd like to go with, with these things. When you've coached someone like Christian McCaffrey, um, you learn everything there is to know about recovery. And uh, Mitch Cholowinski, Corey Campbell, our great staff, you know, they had a lot of input into the, what actually went in the building. Looked like there was a lot of excited young men walking when you lifted up the door and they walked in there. Yeah, you know, we, we, wanted, to, we wanted to be excited but show you know, gratitude. I think the thing that we recognize is that we stand on the shoulders of others. You know, um, a lot of championships were won, uh, you know, in the South Stadium and Old North Stadium. And so um, we wanted to make sure we're grateful for what we have and showed that, excited about it, but also uh, appreciative of everyone who came before us. And I thought the guys, even their comments, I think they did a really good job of, of showing that. I think as Billy Kemp said, thanks to everybody who put the work in on this. And that, that makes you, heck, as a coach, you got to be proud of that moment. No doubt. I think, you know, from Trev to, uh, to, to, to our university group here led by China to, to the Houseman um, uh, 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 company to, um, you know, Rainwood, who stepped in and helped, um, Chad Beeson, Alex Henry, you know, former Husker football player. Yeah. A, a lot of guys, you know, working overnight. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys working all hours. Uh, Susan Elza, you know, working with Josh over there just to make sure that everything was done. So um, I'm really grateful because all I care about is the players. And I wanted, I wanted the seniors to have this this locker room, and it all came together thanks to a lot of people. Sure have been hot the last couple of days. How, has that changed how you've had to practice at all? Not really. I mean, we went out in the scrimmage on Saturday, and I thought the guys crushed it. I mean, it was hot. It was hot, hot. And um, it's, it's one thing to be, you know, heat. Does, you know, I coached in Texas. Heat doesn't bother you. It's when you haven't been acclimated to it. I mean, there, well, two, two weeks ago we were out there with 64 degrees, right. and I thought, like, I needed a hot chocolate. And so all of a sudden now to be out there in the heat was – it was eye-opening, um, but the guys in the scrimmage, like you can't tell that it was hot, and that's what makes me so excited. We've been in the snow, we've been in extreme heat. Today we were out there, you know, the grass, make, you know, makes it a little bit better. You know, guys are in school now. You know, first morning, it wasn't the best practice we've had, um, but I, I wouldn't say it was because of the heat. And you know, tomorrow we'll practice at night. Tomorrow night, we want to get under the lights, get ready for 8:31 and being under the lights. And so, um, um, you know, we'll, we'll manage the heat as best we can. You hadn't practiced for a couple of days, so this was kind of because you took Sunday off and then Monday was the first day of school. 
Maybe that led to a little lethargic start to the practice today, or I'm not sure you're going to let them get by with that excuse. No, I, I, but I love days like today. What people have to understand about me is like, you know, sometimes you say, hey, it wasn't a great practice, and I think everyone gets all up in arms like, every day is not going to be great. I love the chaotic days. I love the days where it's like, man, you know, coach do us off the field, coach this, coach that. Like, <laughs> because as I say to them, I'm not playing games with them. I'm trying to teach them how to deal with chaos. I'm trying to teach them how to deal with adversity. Like, it, it, to me, the example I give to them, and forgive me if this is long, just tell me to shut up. But, like, you remember when you were a little kid, and I, I stole this from a book, it's not me, but it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Remember when you were a little kid, and they'd say, hey, we're going out for like the presidential run, we're going to go run a mile. And what do little kids do? They just start sprinting, right? Because uh, they're so excited to run. And all of a sudden, they realize how long it is, and they, and they stop and they walk. And it, when, you, when you get a little older and you understand the pace of what's expected, you can manage it. And so, for our guys, if they get into a game and they think it's going to be a, an easy sprint, and all of a sudden it's a marathon. That's when the problems come. I want our guys to understand that on every game, it's going to be chaotic. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be adversity. And at some point, they have to just turn their brains off and go play football. And so if that's me screaming and yelling and them saying to themselves in the, in the back of their head, I wish he'd just shut up. I hope they, they don't say it to me with their, you know, out loud. But if that's what's going on in the back of their heads, then we're getting to the point where they're ready to handle the adversity of game day. You've mentioned a couple of the veteran guys. I want to ask you about your freshman class. You had some of them here in the spring and then more join the, the, the team in June. What are your thoughts on that group now that you've been able to watch them practice for three weeks? Yeah, the freshmen are going to be a, a great group. You know, the hardest thing about freshmen is every day they're evaluating, like, am I going to be able to do this? I tell them all the time, you're absolutely going to be able to do this. I mean, that freshman D-line group, I, I don't know if we could have found a better group. Um, we, we have guys at every position, so some will play this year. Uh, some, you know, some, you know, some will maybe play the four games and then play in the postseason um, and use it as a redshirt year. But I think a lot of guys will play. But in the end, the speed, the explosiveness, I think this will be a key, key, key recruiting class for us for a while. And I kind of like their attitude. I like their demeanor. They're very grateful. They're, they're humble. They did a good job in school this summer. So um, I appreciate that group. There was a lot of offensive linemen in that class that it's tough to get them ready to go early. Although Gunners, I guess, probably on your two deep right now. What about the big boys up front on the offensive side? What have you seen from them in camp? Yeah, to your point, you know, it, it usually takes a couple of years for the guys to develop. Luckily, you know, Gunner um, I was here in the spring, so we had a chance to get, you know, get a head start. Um, uh, you know, Sledge is right there in the mix with us in the two deep as well. Wow. Um, you know, some of the bigger, longer guys, you know, Brock, and sometimes those guys, you know, takes them a little time, but they're going to be really good players. You know, the guy that, that's really caught our eyes, been Grant Segrin, you know, walked on from here in the state of Nebraska, uh, was a preferred walk-on. Saw his film. I didn't know him, but I saw his film. I was like, man, he's going to be a really good uh, uh, get for us. And he's out there. I'd say he'll play for us. He'll play for the Huskers. So um, I like the group. Uh, I think we do a really good job with our young guys. Of, of Donnie does a great job of continuing to develop them. Uh, keeping them engaged, even if they're not in the two deep, and then Corey does a great job of you know just kind of slapping some of that weight on them because it's 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 about who they are in two or three years. Been here about nine months. You, your thoughts about the walk-on program? It's kind of been legendary here for Nebraska football and a big part of the success. Your thoughts about it now that you've kind of experienced it for a while? I think I think the guys that we have on our team who walked on here uh, really is what makes the culture so strong. Because to them, you know, I, I sometimes will say like, "Hey, we're all Huskers," but some of these guys are corn Huskers. Like it's like they like in their it's in their blood. Yeah. Man. And so, you know, when you when you have guys walk around the locker room, you know, like Grant Taggy, like Herbick, like I mean, I, I don't want to start naming, but let me just use those two older guys, but many more. Um, 
you know, you say to yourself, like, wow, like, they are what influences the culture. You can bring someone in from far away, and maybe they don't know what it truly means to be here. And You have these guys who, like, they love the process. They love the university. They love the football team. Um, they're proud, and they know that they're, they're not only are they living up to a legacy, but they're also leaving a legacy for the future. And I think that helps ingratiate other people into the culture. And so um, I think everyone here is proud to be at Nebraska, and I think those guys are a key, key component, and a lot of them can play. Coach Cooper was here in the summer. We do position breakdowns, so I had a chance to talk to all your assistants during the summer. And I go through the scholarship guys, and then I usually save a question or two for some walk-ons at the end. With Coach Cooper's here, I go, I can't let you go without talking about Phelan. Because Phelan, to me, is almost a scholarship guy. I think maybe you're going to put him on scholarship. But that's a kid that he just makes plays. He's a football player. Yeah, Phelan's, um, Phelan's a dude, man. He's, uh, you know... Um, we, we took the team to see Hamilton the one night. Anybody, we took about 84 players that wanted to go, and I was walking back with him, and he was trying to explain to me where his hometown is and explain to me, like, his upbringing and um, what he wants to do with his life. I mean, he's just uh, – like, I look forward to being the head coach here and having guys like him come back. Come back. And, uh, you know, how, how much this place means to them, how much they mean to the school. And to, to your point, he's a scholarship player. He's an excellent player. You know, the hardest thing about this job sometimes is you have guys who are not on scholarship who are walk-ons who deserve one, you know. And, uh, you know, we were able to have Phelan on in the spring, and we're able to have him on now. But he, I mean, he's in the two deep. He's going to play a ton of football for us, and he's going to make plays for us. You know, he, he's, he's, uh, he's a real guy, and um, I, uh, I'm proud, uh, proud to be his coach. The Bullocks have done well, haven't they? I mean, those kids, one on offense, one on defense, and, and – I think it was Thomas Fedoni said Alex is maybe the best route runner on the football team. And those, kids, those again, are walk-on kids from the Omaha area. Yeah, I remember when I first got here, um, Casey Thompson pointed out Alex to me. He said, that, that guy right there runs the best routes of anyone on the team. The thing that I've been proud to see is, you know, I mean, he, he's a dynamic guy. He's explosive. He's athletic. And, you know, he, he's developing a, a quiet confidence, a swagger to go along with that. And he's made a lot of plays, you know. And, again, that's kind of why we try to practice the way we – if you line up every day – You've got Quentin Newsom playing bump and run on you. You've got Tommy Hill, Malcolm Hartsog. Then, like, you should feel pretty good about, hey, I'm going to be ready for the season. So, Alex, um, he's a guy that's going to play a lot of football for us. And then you know how I feel about John. I think John's an excellent player. We'll start on four special teams for us. We'll, we'll, we'll compete and play a lot at linebacker for us. Um, that linebacker group's really come on. Got a single-digit number. Yep. I mean, does that surprise you? I know you've done this other places. Do you, are you surprised when the votes are tabulated? Sometimes going, hmm, didn't see that coming. Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. that's not a good thing. <laughs> you well, know, sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, you know, the one thing I won't do is I tell guys, there's two rules that I have. I won't not, if they vote for someone, I'm, I give it to them. I'm not getting involved. I don't, I don't influence it by any way. And then number two, once you give it to somebody, they don't lose it. So, you know, I, I had a year where one, I gave it to a guy and he got in a lot of trouble. Not, not nothing major, like, you know, missed some things. And you know, everyone's like, what are you going to do? And I said, I, I didn't vote for him. You guys voted for him. You know, so um, he's going to have to live up to what that number means. And he did. Went on and played in the NFL. And I love the kid. But I guess my point is it's a player-driven thing. It's a locker room-driven thing. And so um, when guys vote for guys, I, I just hope they recognize that, hey, the single digit means that we're looking for, you know, who best represents what it means to be a Nebraska Cornhusker? Who, who best represents what it means to be a man from this locker room? Who's, who's, who's relentless, who's disciplined, who plays violent football, who's a great person in the community, who's a great teammate, who, who takes care of the people in the building. Like, like, who do you want to say, hey, this is what it means to be one of us? And so they've done a really good job so far. And, and what I'll tell you is we have a lot of guys getting votes. Like the last three numbers, I hadn't planned on using zero until 
till till Bear wanted it, you know. But uh, which is great. I'm happy. But um, you know, these last three numbers will be interesting to see because we got a lot of candidates. Have you seen his TV commercial yet? It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's something. I told him, I said, I, I can understand why they don't give him a speaking part, you know, very often. <laughs> hey, Dorothy Lynch, home style, light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. When are we going to hear the last couple of single digits? Are we close to that? Is it later this week? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll practice tomorrow night. Um, that's our normal time. We practice Wednesday evenings in season. We'll do a mock game Thursday night. And so we'll probably either vote Thursday night or Friday morning, uh, give guys a chance to see it. And then that way, you know, when we show back up on um, Sunday, it's like a Tuesday practice. Um, you know, we kind of know, hey, this is this is where everyone fits. Very good. Coach is with us for the full hour. If you want to fire off a text to us, 402-413-2400. I see a couple have come in. We'll check those out and get to those in the next segment. Our Woodhouse Auto Family is your trusted auto partner with 20 brands, 20 convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. More with the coach coming up. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It's our first football show of the year. Every Tuesday night, we'll have a different coach in here. Tomorrow night, it's our athletic director show. Trev Alberts will be here. He does his once a month. His monthly show starts tomorrow night. Let's get to some text for you. Coach Jeremy in Texas. Coach, best of luck in the season and the future of Husker football. I live down here near Denton. Lifelong Husker fan and hope to see that Texas pipeline open back up. Go Big Red. You're wanting to recruit that state, aren't you? Yeah, we've done a great job, I think, uh, a lot, of, a lot of young people in that state are excited about Nebraska. Another text question. What's your thoughts and process of handing out black shirts? You knew that was coming. This is from Vicky. <laughs> yeah, we, we get to game week. We'll, we'll hand out the black shirts. It's a different one of those great traditions of college football, right? That's, that has it. Well, it's, you know, it's funny, Greg. People ask me all the time. I'm like, I show them guys who I can show them. Like, look at it. Show them at Baylor. Our whole our starting defense had black jerseys on. I think, you know, if you, if you love college football, that's something you've probably done at some point. Text coming in. Your thoughts on President Carter moving on from Nebraska? Yeah, you know, obviously I was uh, disappointed disappointed when I heard it today. Um, you know, uh, President Carter called me, which I appreciate. Um, you know, I'll forever be grateful. He's, he brought me here. He's one of the big reasons why I came here, you know, just kind of knowing that there was that leadership from, you know, Trev and, and he. And um, so, you know, obviously I'm disappointed, but, but I certainly you know, understand, you know, he, uh, he's done a great job here. Um, and I, you know, I trust Trev a lot. You know, I think the big thing for me is um, having Trev Alberts as the athletic director is like the most important thing in the world to me because uh, he's been so great. I mean, he's he's visionary, he's strategic. So I, you know, I think uh, I think um, uh, you know, President Carter bringing Trev here, bringing me here, I'll be forever grateful. And you know, he'll be here for the rest of the year and make sure you know I know he'll make sure we get off to a great start. So excited for him, and I'm excited to, to meet who we have next. Dennis, as coach, I know you haven't played a game yet, but what are your thoughts about the Big Ten Conference? Well, you know, obviously the, the conference is in flux. You know, there's a lot of things happening. You know, uh, no more divisions, uh, rotating schedules. I thought we knew our schedule. Now I'm not sure that we do. Um, but uh, I, and I love the leadership. You know, um, the, the coaches are great. A.J. Eds of the conference has been dynamic to work with. Um, you know, uh, Commissioner Petiti, you know, just, just the time I've interacted with him, like really interacts with the coaches and, and, and really tries to get – an understanding of issues. Um, you know, a lot of times people don't hear from the coaches, but we're the guys on the front lines, you know, so at least he's involved with us. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's good football. You know, I think, uh, 
I think uh, now that we're going to include USC and UCLA in, and then eventually Oregon and Washington, I'm not, I'm not sure the dates, but um, you know, we'll, we'll be kind of like the NFL of college football from West Coast to East Coast. And I'm really excited about kind of where we are, you know, geographically, uh, the impact it's going to have on a lot of people. But I think it's going to have, a, you know, it's going to put us in a really good spot. Folks, buckle up, put the phone down. That's a reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Another question for you, Coach. Talk about why you think it's so important to practice on grass, and are you going to lobby for real grass in the stadium? Well, I think, you know, when I was in Carolina, we, we, we changed out grass and put in turf. You know, they were bringing a soccer team in, and they wanted to have concerts there. And the players were really upset. Um, NFLPA was upset. And as I kind of was involved in some of those things, what you realize is um, – you know, there's, 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 there's definitely an increase in injuries on turf. And if you go back and look over the last six years, just a whole lot of knee injuries, a whole lot of um, significant knee injuries, ACLs and major surgeries. And so, you know, we look at everything from the way we train to the way we, you know, to the shoes that we wear to the surface that we're on. And if grass is even just a little bit safer than turf, why not be on grass when we can? Um, you know, I go over to East Campus and see this. We have a we have a school of agriculture. We have a turf management, so we probably should have grass. You know, so um, I but I just do it for player safety. You know, it's a little softer to land on. The torque's a little bit better in terms of when your foot gets caught, and uh, it's a little bit cooler. So in terms of game day, um, you know, I, I I've never even coached a game here. People have asked me about what sideline and all those things. I I've just you know kind of trusted Trev on everything and. You know, wanted to go through a season and see everything. I think the turf we have there is beautiful, and so um, no, no, no plans imminent. Andy and Phoenix, coach, offense, defense. Are there a couple of players on your team that you would not want to coach against? That's a great question. Uh, that's a great question. Well, I wouldn't want to coach against Jeff Sims. I'll uh, tell you that much. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, those guys are dy- dynamic. You know. Um, you got you know quarterback like he really like all three of those guys that can throw it and run it. You know I, I, I can't stand quarterbacks that are that are mobile. You know what I mean it's like you drop back, you play man to man, you have everyone covered, and all of a sudden, boom, the quarterback's running down the sideline. So um, I, I definitely wouldn't want to go uh, against him. I wouldn't want to have to try to cover Billy Kemp. I mean he is so uh, quick, explosive, tough. Um, I, I wouldn't want to try to I wouldn't want to try to have to tackle him. I can't wait till he catches that first punt return and. Starts bringing it back. So, um, and I say that with the greatest respect for all the rest of our guys. And I wouldn't want to have to block uh, Ty Robinson. I can tell you that much. Uh, you know, he's he and Nash, two big, powerful men inside. I mean, they're they're really explosive. And um, I wouldn't want to get hit by Giff or Deshaun Singleton. I can tell you that much. You know, Deshaun, uh, you talk about a guy that's really, I mean, really made a jump. Um, I, you know, he, he's he's gone from a guy that was, you know, kind of in the two D, kind of hanging around. To now, he think he's going to be one of our best players. And I, I, you know, I do a meeting with the guys at the end of every season, a formal meeting, and I do a formal meeting with the guys at the end of the spring. And you know, new job, trying to get to know everyone. But Greg, I'm going to tell you now. I, I sat down with him, and he he left my office. I was blown away. I, I called Coop. I was like, I was like, is, is he not, is he my new favorite player? You know, just just his maturity and the, you know, he went unrecruited. Like that's what cracks me up sometimes about recruiting. Like. We basically all go fight over guys because like they have some stars attached to their name. Like, how was that guy unrecruited? And how do we, you know, like, out of high school, how does he have to go to junior college? And how do we go find more? That's what I'm obsessed with. There's guys out there just like him. So I just, I'm excited about him, and uh, he, he's gonna, he's gonna be a physical safety for us. We're Nebraska nice around here, Coach. We've got three or four texts. People want to know if you've settled in yet. If you got your family settled in here. If you're ready to roll. Well. It, 
and I appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, my family got here last week. Um, it was kind of bittersweet. My son left on Saturday or Sunday, and then my wife and daughters got here on Monday and, um, you know, uh, moved in. And, and um, it's been great, though. I mean, yeah. like, my daughter was just, uh, she wanted to come down. She, she came to meet, you know, see me and have a quick little 20-minute hello, say hello to me during training camp. So, uh, Julie, Julie does a great job of making sure I see the girls. So, uh, really grateful. The re- the reception from people uh, towards our family has been unbelievable. We're very grateful for that. Good to hear. 402-413-2400, the number if you want to fire off a text to the coach. We've got more with him coming up. Time now for our Alumni Hall segment, which features a great Husker football alum. We go back to the mid-90s with a quarterback that we all remember. That's Reggie Ball, Schuster, and Clinton Childs in there. And an option to the right. Tommy on the keep. Turns the corner. 25-30. Eludes a tackler. 35. Tommy Frazier. 37, 38, 39, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. He's going to go. Holy cow. Touchdown, Tommy Frazier. That, of course, was against the Florida Gators in the Fiesta Bowl that led to Nebraska's second national championship in back-to-back years. Tommy, in fact, is going to go into Nebraska Sports Hall of Fame this fall. Have you had a chance to meet Tommy? Has he been oh, down yeah. at all? Oh yeah, yeah. I um, met Tommy at um, met Tommy at the the Jet Awards, and uh, that was my uh, one other time. And um, um, he's been great. You know, he's just said, "Hey, anything I can do to help? Let me know." Um, he was in the office one day when I wasn't there, but Sat was like, Sat called me like a. Yeah, uh, like he was like a kid at Christmas, you know. Like, hey, you'll never guess who I just met. And that—that's the, you know, that's the amazing thing about this job. You know, I go up to see Coach Solich at his event upstairs. He had like a little private party, and there's, there's, you know, Heisman winners walking around. There's all Americans walking around. There's first-round draft picks. There's great coaches. Uh, you know, just the best of the best have come through here. You'll know when Johnny's in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he great though? He—he he, he, he was Johnny was at practice last week, and I he didn't even—I didn't even have a chance to see him. Like, I was coaching and. Hopefully I was coaching, you know, I wasn't running around like a maniac too much. I saw afterwards there was a picture of him, and, uh, um, you know, he... He was doing the pose, there, he? I tell you what, for me, that you know, my first day on the job, I got to do that with Johnny Rogers. I was like, talk about bucket list moments, man. That was amazing. He and Jessica are pals, too, as well. Hey, Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop their two Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com, Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. Back with more of the coach coming up. Woodhouse Auto Family, your trusted auto partner with 20 brands, 20 convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. About 15 minutes left for the coach here in our first football show for the fall. Huskers open the season on the 31st against the Minnesota Golden Gophers in Minneapolis. This is an interesting one for you, Coach. Nate in Omaha asked, would you rather recruit a kid who has technically great is a technically great football player but needed to develop athletically or a freak athlete who needs to develop his football skills? Uh, both. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it, it depends on the position. Yeah, I think, you know, quarterbacks, uh, running backs, you know, I need to see them do it on tape. Um, you know, if, if they're playing the secondary receiver, if they, you know, if they can't run fast enough to be a player at this level, even if they might have great skill, um, but, you know, there's always outliers. There's always, you know, there's always the, the guys. So we just try to always – Kind of have a combination of both. Find find great athletes who can also do it and um, develop them as best we can. Jill in Omaha says, Coach, I'm very excited to have you as our coach. Question, how do you balance winning the season while also building for your future? Go Big Red. 
Well, you know, I, I believe teams win when they're and programs win when they're ready to win. So we're trying to you know teach the guys what it takes to to win. Um, I think the biggest thing is we want to win right now, but we, we won't take any shortcuts. You know, we won't. The worst thing in the world is when you get to year two and it's still year one. You know, you haven't learned the standards. You haven't learned. You know, so we've made some hard decisions. We've we've suspended some guys that we love and probably could help us win, but. We have to establish what it means to, to be a Nebraska football player. We have to establish what it means to be on this team, to coach on this team. And so um, we want to put the standards first. We want to have the work ethic and mindset here. We want to have um, all of that permeate throughout the building and have it be what's expected. Once we have that, then you can win. And so um, I don't think it's going to take a long time because, of, like I said, the guys that are in year three, four, five that have been here, they, they desperately want it. Very good. Hey, contact 811 two days before you dig to protect your underground utilities and yourself. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. Our second question from Phoenix. This is Charlie. Hey, Coach. My family lives in Minnesota, so I'll be flying up for the game. Just wanted to say thank you for the way you've been running the program and the pride and dedication you've put into it. It makes me proud to be a fan. Can't wait to see the boys fight in Minneapolis. Thank you. Nice. Thank you very much. This is the love hour. But well, we haven't won, you know, haven't played a game yet. No, no, I, no, I appreciate that because um, I, I believe in this. Again, it might sound corny. It's not about the results; it's about the process, right? So, if we if we're doing things the right way, if we're going to class, if we're impacting the community, if we're practicing, if we're representing the university and Husker Nation the right way, if our guys look and play the right way, then you know what? Uh, eventually, the wins will come. And so, I hope the wins come next Thursday. I hope they come the following Saturday, but no matter what the result is, like we, we better, we better play a certain way and we better uh, carry ourselves a certain way. And sometimes you learn more about yourself and defeat than in, in winning, but no matter what happens, we have to go out there and, and, and be, be a team that people respect. And so I've said that since day one and I'm proud of these guys, you know, cause they, they've done that. A couple of texts and people just wanted to know, do you feel good about the health of your team coming out of the, the, the long camp that you've been in? Yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled. I mean, I, you know, very few camps I ever come out of with, with this many guys healthy. You know, obviously we lost Maverick early on to kind of a freak injury. Lost Brody in the offseason. Um, Teddy early on, but, you know, Teddy, Teddy was out there today getting reps. You know, he's getting started back today. Marcus was out there today. So um, it, it, it's really good to see that you can go out there and be really physical in camp. And guys get used to it. They get callous. Their body gets hardened. And you know what? We're a really healthy team. Before he got hurt, what were your thoughts on Maverick? Well, Maverick had a great a great spring. He, you know, he's got so much football in him, right? You know, he's, it, it, you know, this this could end up being a blessing in disguise. You know, he has a chance now to really uh, continue to get stronger. He's only a freshman. He's going to play a lot of football here, and uh, just love his character, his toughness, um, and he he has a great feel for the game. Very good. Hey, learn how you can earn up to $250 more per acre when you grow value-added grain by visiting cvacoop.com, Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. 402-413-2400. Still a few minutes left for the coach. We're back to do that next. We are back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, which is sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest premier John Deere dealer supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. A few minutes left with the coach. Jim in Columbus wants to know, Coach, I'm curious about the 3-3-5 defense. Where did you first hear about it? And is it a simpler defense to learn for the players? Well, that's a, that's a great question. You know, um, my 
when I was at Temple, we were really good on defense. We were in the top 25 the, the three out of the four years, the, 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 second, the last three years. And we'd always mix around a little bit with some three-down stuff, you know, some 3-3 three, three stuff. Then when we got to Baylor, you know, we were in Big 12, you know, wide open conference. We'd play a little bit of, of it. The last year we, we went to truly a 3-3 three, three defense and, and just kind of jumped through the roof. It's a year we won 11 games. And so um, that was my uh, history with it. You know, I knew Tony. I knew the success he was having. And, um, you know, really listening to Coach Osborne uh, talk about making Nebraska a place where people have to adjust to something new within two or three days. And, again, he was talking about the option from having to go against Oklahoma, and they implemented that. My thought process was, well, hey, on defense, let's, let's do something that I know a little bit about, you know, from my history that I hire a great guy like Tony to do and have it be different. So um, is it simpler? I think our guys have taken to it. You know, they've learned it. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with their hard work as well. Very good. Uh, Eric and Lincoln, Coach, what are your thoughts on P.J. Fleck and the way he coaches? It seems like they're a team that does not beat themselves. I can't wait for next week. Yeah, uh, you know, if you look at the way Minnesota is constructed, they play football the way Nebraska did for many years, um, the way we want to play it. Uh, they run the football. Um, they don't turn the ball over. They win the turnover battle. They're 50% on third down. Um, on defense, they don't give up big plays. They stop the run, and they're, they're one of the best third-down defenses. So they end up winning time of possession. They make it a physical battle, then they win the game in the fourth quarter. Like, that's the recipe to win. And so um, I respect that. I've known P.J. a long time. He was the head coach his first year at Western Michigan. was my first year at Temple. Uh, his wife and he, his wife Heather and he and Julie and I all hung out at the NFL draft the year where we had both had first-round draft picks. I considered him a friend. It'll be an honor to take the field with him. Very good. Coach, a heartfelt welcome. This is another text for you. A heartfelt welcome and thanks for all the work that you've put on. I know I speak for most fans of a certain age when we said we were giddy when you used the word fullback. That's Roger over in Iowa. (laughs) Huskers love their fullbacks, Coach. As they should. (laughs) There's been a lot of great ones. You've added a young guy in the offseason. It was at Notre Dame. He's an Omaha kid, and I think he met with the media today. And he said he likes to hit people. That's what a fullback should do, I guess. There's no doubt. Barrett, Barrett's been a great addition. You know, he's uh, physical, he's smart, has a great feel. Um, you know, a lot of people use like a hybrid wing, you know, and that's, that's a great way to do it. But, um, you know, Barrett fits as a fullback. And so, um, you know, how much we use the fullback yet, I mean, it might be a little different every game. A lot of it has to do with how people are playing you. But I definitely think there's a place for it. And, um, you know, Barrett's in the mix with some other guys right now to get on the field. I want to ask you real quick about rule changes. The biggest one is they're not going to stop the clock after first downs until late in the game. You good with that? What about that move for college football to go that direction? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a tempo guy. <laughs> you know, we huddle. Um, so, you know, we, if I could shorten the game to, you know, two and a half hours, I would. Two hours, I would, you know. Um, so, I, I think for us, it's great. You know, it shortens the game, you know. Um, um, you know, we don't want to run 90 plays a game and play defense for 90 plays. We want to play defense in the 60s and probably run about 70, 75 plays. So um, this will speed the game up, hopefully. It's a bit of a safety issue, right? Probably limits the number of plays in games. Yeah, I think they're trying to, you know, I think, I think, I think that's one of the, the, the things they're saying, you know, hey, to limit the plays. Um, so, you know, the less interactions. You know, I, I don't know if that's, for me, as much about safety as much as it's just the, the length of the game. But that's probably one of the things that's out there. All right, it's Tuesday. You play on a Thursday. What's kind of the schedule between now and the opener for the team? Yes, we, we practice today. We'll, we'll practice tomorrow. We'll have a, like a little mock game on Thursday night, get on, under the lights. That's the last night we can get in the stadium because Friday they start setting up for, you know, Volleyball Day in which America. Which we're all going to miss. Uh, which, which, you know what, 
my, my daughters were so happy when they found out they weren't going to Minnesota so they could watch the go to the volleyball match. I was like, Coach Cook wins yet again, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, those, those you know the volleyball team is one of my favorite teams. I love the young, the women on that team. You know, there was there was there was some question this summer. Those are my friends. They're our football team's friends. They're awesome. The way they compete and they compete for titles. Coach Cook came and talked to our team. He's a great friend to me. So I'm so excited about that match. I'm so excited about what it means, what it stands for. And it just goes to show you, man, you can do anything at the University of Nebraska. Like, this is a leader. So, um, yeah, so I, I, uh, um, I don't even know where I was. Oh, so then Friday we're going to meet. Um, like it's kind of a Sunday and kind of go through the game plan. You know, on Saturday, players are off. Uh, coaches will work. Make sure the game plan's solidified. Then Sunday's a Tuesday. Monday's a Wednesday. You know, I live my life in football weeks, not regular weeks. Uh, you know, Tuesday's a Thursday. Wednesday's a Friday. We'll head up to Minnesota and we'll go play the game on 831. Mentioned P.J. Fleck earlier. He was quoted, I think, last week saying that because you are new and the staff is new, that they're chasing ghosts. How big of an advantage is it for the Huskers that they may not know what you're going to do? Uh, you know, maybe a little. I mean, they hired new coordinators. I think once the game starts, man, it's on. That's the thing I'm trying to get our guys to under, you know, and our guys understand it. Like, it's the team that blocks better. It's the team that tackles better. It's the team that throws and catches. It does their assignments. It's the team that plays the hardest. And, you know, um, like Coach Osborne, I told you Coach Osborne was in the office yesterday. And we were talking a little bit, you know, kind of about Minnesota and some of those things. And he just you know, he said to me, you know, we always just wanted to be the, 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 the best team in the fourth quarter. And... You know, that's kind of our mantra with the players. So it feels like we're on the right track. Um, Minnesota's a great fourth-quarter team, and uh, we're going to we're gonna test ourselves against someone that we respect. Well, have a good week. Congratulations on what's been taking place so far. I know you've been pleased with the guys, their work ethic and everything. Let's keep that mojo going, and let's go get the Gophers in a week. Yes, sir. Go Big Red. There he is, head coach Matt Rule with us here on our first football show of the fall. Oscar football proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seeds been placed products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com.